Online Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! You know, I like this song. It's growing on me now. It's already growing on me. Hi, welcome to episode one of season two of Murder in the First. I am Monsi Bolanos. Across from me, my very handsome co-host, Michael. Hi, Michael Andrew here. Hey, everybody. Michael, where can we find you? If we want to tweet you right now, if we want to talk about this crazy episode... Where can we find you? You can find me at Twitter at Michael underscore Drew. That's Michael E-A-L. Please let me know how you feel. This episode was action-packed, right to the gate. Boom. Right? Zero Even, to 100. I know. It's crazy. You probably should have done zero to 100. Zero that to should have been the opening that song. Would, but this, we picked this as the opening song because the name of the episode is called 2015, and that's the name of the song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's the name of the episode. Yeah. And we're giving this this guy some yeah. shine right now. Right? I know. <laughs> and I am Monsi Bolanos again. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monsi Bolanos, M-O-N-S-E-B-O-L-A-N-O. And guys, we really do love hearing from you. Please continue to tweet us and comment, and we read everything that you guys send to us. Indeed. And now, don't miss a chance, because you guys have the opportunity to give us a little bit of your feedback. We want all you listeners to do a survey. We would really appreciate you guys doing a survey at podcastone.com. Your responses will help us make the show the very best it can be, and it'll only take you about three minutes of your day. How awesome is that? Three minutes, you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us out. You can tell us how you really feel and, you know, get to know us a little better. We'll get to know you a little better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And keep those tweets and comments coming so we can talk about the season. It's the beginning. I'm so excited. One word to describe the first episode. Zero to 100. Like, it was just really... Right? Quick. Quick. I did, fast. I didn't think it, it really jumped off the gate. Instantly. Yeah. Even like the first, the, it started off with them talking. Like, okay. Then the moment the buzz came in and the students went crazy, it nonstop. Yeah. We hadn't even had the opening credits, like the opening yeah, scene. Yeah. Or, yeah. To like start us off. And it ha- had already led to what's going to be season one. Yeah. So in the first three minutes, mm-hmm. we had a school bus shooting. Intense. Graphic. I, graphic. Intense. I forgot I was watching TNT. For real? <laughs> I said the same thing. I said, right? This, this ain't HBO? Like, is, is this HBO? Are we, are we watching the same show? <laughs> is Showtime? Is, is this the same show I watched? Yeah. 12 or several episodes of for season one? Mm-hmm. Very intense from the very get-go. School bus shooting awful. Like, I hate... I, I felt so gross watching it. Yeah, they do a good job of... It was so graphic to the point that it, it made you kind of cringe because it was too close to home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, they had such these, these, I don't want to say subtle deaths, but I didn't think they would, the body count would be so high. Like, they really right. went for it. They, they did. And it, what's crazy is we immediately start with the two returning inspectors, because I love that we call them inspectors on the show. It's very, it's very, uh, it's, you know, different. Cool. Yeah. No. Much I mean, different than thorough, but cool a detective, cool. a cop. We call these inspectors. So we get the inspectors back, Terry English and Hildy Mulligan. They're mm-hmm. back. 
and they're having coffee discussing a storyline that was very quick, but I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see it back. So we are told that there has been a missing detective for mm-hmm. four days, Sarah Tran. And there's no evidence, no body, nothing. She was an undercover detective, but they know nothing. She's just missing for four days. Yeah, I think she was in a she was undercover on a prostitute ring. Yes, on a, a that's correct. Ring. But they have no other information other than mm-hmm. that. And we get that from the very get go. And then we see Terry English and Hildy getting coffee, discussing that. And you see this bus kind of in the background, so you already know like something's happening. Why are we looking at this bus full of kids? Yeah, I and yeah, I was gonna say I didn't expect it to go. As fast as it did, yeah. right? Because we're still in the opening scene. Like, the show just started. It's the opening scene, and we're still, you know, they're they're talking about this, uh, Sarah Tran, and then they, we cut to the bus, and you see these two boys. Yeah. Boys. Because they are boys. Yeah. They are kids. 15, 16, 17. Even if you're an 18, you're in high school, you're still a boy. Uh, we see these two boys, and what's crazy is one of the shots, like, right before they start shooting, the camera shows one of the kids open up an ice chest like a lunch pail yeah one because the the kid he ends up he ends up shooting the first victim he says something to him indicating red gatorade like you always drink your red gatorade you have red gatorade now yeah and i'm guessing maybe he always picks on him about gatorade we assume so like oh yeah the gatorade thanks for reminding me out comes the glock yeah because you're right he moves the gatorade out of the way because that's the shot we're seeing moves it out of the way and just a gun yeah pulls out a gun and then all hell breaks loose instantly in the episode. The blood splatters. Everywhere. There was, like, no mercy. Instantly shot somebody across the school bus. And then the other guy who was, like, sitting, second shooter, is, like, in the back and the, pulls out, like, a gun that's my size. The, the gun that they had was crazy. <laughs> crazy. It was good. These two high school kids, with it was literally, like, video game guns. They said it was an AR-15s and that it had... It shot 600 rounds per minute. I don't know what the hell that is. All I know is it was big. If it's big and it takes two hands to hold it. How did you get that in the bus? That's what, How did I know, you get that on the bus? Get, maybe they got in the bus beforehand. They probably set it up. Maybe. They probably maybe. put it under the seats. Yeah, because clearly these guys thought this out. They were really prepped. So they shoot several of their fellow students. And finally we get a commercial. And they were like... Okay, so this, yeah. <laughs> that's that thank you okay. uh, episode four minutes in of season two yeah. of Murder in the First. Thank you. And we go to first commercials and then we come back. Okay, so I found it quite interesting that when we come back, it's they're still shooting people. The <laughs> They're still shooting the kids. I know it's so awful. Shooting the driver. And they did. A, they, you didn't even get to see the, the driver's face. You did it. I know. We didn't even get to see her face. It just, it, that, and it happened. That was my first O in the... In the episode, like when it happened, I was like, "Oh, yeah!" You, you know, only you saw it from the back, and yeah. then you saw the the splatter on the windshield. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, and then the I you hear right like oh something that I thought was quite interesting right before the commercial is that Terry English is on the phone and he's like, "This is happening four oh six, four oh six might mean a, guess, a shooting like a school mass shooting, shooting, mass shooting or something." Yeah. Uh, but they let someone go. Who, when I was watching, I was like, is he a football player? Is he like a cool kid? But the shooter looks at, his name is Mason? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mason gets let go. It's the name of the student that they, they look at him straight in the eye. He has the gun and he's like, go, out the back. My question is, because they bring this up later on. Yeah. Do you think he let him go because they want their story told? Or do you think they let him go because? They're friends. They're fr- he likes them. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that because yeah. they did say when they talked to Mason later at, I think 
Hildy is the one who talks mm-hmm. to him. And Hildy says, well, they let him go because they want, you know, someone to tell their story. Right, maybe pass, pass it along like, oh, I witnessed the great murder. Right. But we saw people escape. We saw some of the students able to escape. Not all of them. That was so brutal. The ones that tried to escape. And then uh, as they were trying to run out, shot them point blank. The creators of the show really, I feel like they maybe last season they thought maybe the show was going downhill. Or maybe I don't know if ratings dropped. And they're mm-hmm. like, you know, we need to start off with a bang. And they really, like, the graphics, and like, the, the graphic nature of the violence and the fact that, like, it wasn't even insinuated, like, hey, a lot of kids were killed. It was in your face. It was in your boom, face. Boom, boom, boom. They didn't, they didn't, you're right, shy away from yeah. showing us exactly what was happening. And I totally agree with you because last season, it was more of a plot where it, there wasn't a lot of action, mm-hmm. but a lot of information. And you were kind of seeing, like, these character developments. Slower paced? Slower, 100% slower paced. This was not. This we got a battle straight from the get-go. And I hate that I'm going to use this segue because this is a different type of battle. We have a war battle <laughs> with these school kids. And now I want to talk about a dance battle. Is that too... No, it's not because that's how you uh, fix your issues sometimes. That's true. Sometimes you You're have right. to dance it out. You can dance it out. Yeah. And I do want to tell you guys about a dance battle. Dance battle is a new competition. You can now apply for Dance Battle America. It's ABC's newest competition special. And guess who it's brought by? Who Ooh. else? Who else but the AfterBuzz founder and <laughs> e-host Maria Menounos and Julianne Huff, who I love from Dancing with the Stars. I love Julianne Huff. They brought a new special to ABC called Dance Battle America. See, this is how it started. So during the holiday season, these two, Julianne and Maria, uh, were doing some fearsome dance battles through social media. Yeah, those things were great. Right? I've, if you guys have not looked at them, please look them up. It is so awesome to see their dance battles. I've double tapped plenty of video. Right? <laughs> right. And once this challenge took off, celebrities like Kate Hudson, Amber Riley, they decided to join in this dance battle. And now what? You guys can join in this dance battle because we're challenging everyone in America to battle it out. And it's you have the opportunity to fly to Los Angeles and compete in the dance show. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. So if you're wondering how you get to do this, if you want the chance to dance on network television, you're going to have to go to www.dancebattleamericacasting.com. For more information on how to submit your video, and don't forget, you can also post it on social media using hashtag DanceBattleABC. So once again, if you're wondering where to go, go to www.dancebattleamericacasting.com. Calm, and I can't wait to see your submissions. Me neither. Right? I might, I might send one myself. We should do one. We should, right? It'll be like a murder in It'll the first. Be murder in the first with that song we used today. I know. We well, well, well maybe we might. Episodes. We might. All right, we might move on and maybe find like a battle we'll think song of, we'll or think something. About, yeah, maybe because I don't know if that's a good. I'm not. I'm, we do right here. We do right here. Right here. Okay, so we're gonna do a dance battle I'm and not, we're gonna submit it. Yeah. And you never know. Maybe we will fly ourselves around the corner Uber. to Just yeah to Uber to LA and do that, but battle at hand that we have here yes. not a dance battle no an intense battle <laughs> it's full on uh, full on uh, guns at war here yeah and the way that like on it, I, I know we're focusing on how they shot it but honestly they didn't shy away from anything mm-hmm. that scene where the bodies were laying down and Terry and Hildy are looking at the bodies and then the phones start to ring that that was between that and the the 
the bus driver getting shot in the head. I think those were they did a really good job of subtly showing you things, yeah, without over explaining it and just showing it to you and letting you know like what they're going through. Right, and then you see, and it's crazy because the bodies are covered, so yeah. you don't see them, but the lights you in their the pockets, the in their sweaters, and it's just like they say, families, friends, people wondering what's going on, and I like. Of all these things, I never would have thought of that. Right? I never, I never would have thought of that. Just watching the show, I never would have thought of that. Uh, just go, seeing this really happen in the news. Yeah, it, they just really did a good job of showing you something, showing you a different. It was pretty much like a different angle of something that you that you know happens. Right. And what's really crazy, good. even though there was that was one of the most subtle, more subtle scenes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was one of the more chilling oh, scenes. Yeah, that was... Completely. And speaking of news and like what they showed us. All the people that were trying to tape this going on, like that's another, the bystanders that that's, were just like, "Oh, there," um, and then Terry's like, subtlety. "Move!" That's more subtlety, right yeah. there. Yeah, it was crazy. So we have two shooters, mm-hmm. Dustin Maker and Elfrey Rentman. After they've shot everyone, and not just hit their fellow classmates, but they're shooting out of the school bus. To innocent bystanders that are just walking around the streets. And they're really good, too. They're, you would have thought they got trained by the military or something. Right? For, like, 16 and 15-year-olds, like, their demeanor, it was like, man, you are so not... You have no emotion, no feeling. Like, how do you not feel? How do you have such a blank stare? Well, that was what the father said. They're sociopaths. Like, that's and, the only explanation. And we will get to that father. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I know, I'm just getting so some I know, but I'm we will so get gas. to that father right. because I do not trust that Speaking father. Speaking of gas, they threw the gas outside the... Yes, they threw... <laughs> that's how they got away. So after they shot all this, you're wondering, like, how, how are they possibly going to get away? Because at this point, they, it seems like there's 50 other detectives and policemen mm-hmm. and inspectors on the scene already. Yeah. But they have these smoke bombs, these gas, whatever. They're fully prepped. Fully prepped that they start throwing around, uh, and kind of gets Terry a little bit dizzy, like he can't really see. One of them, they have like a, a, before they split off, they have a conversation, right? Where Alfie Rentman, who at the time we don't really know who they are, we just Mm -hmm. know Alfie, we just know shooter one, shooter two. But one of them says, I'm gonna do this, this, and that. And the other one says, well, you do what you have to do, but I'm going to finish this. Yeah. Because I'm going to finish the game. I'm going to finish the game. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, what are you going to finish? At this point, it's like, oh, no. This is not anywhere near over. So I'm guessing... So are we are we going with the whole they've been influenced by video games? So this one big like first-person shooter, and they're just like, like Call of Duty or something, or like Halo, and they're just going crazy... Not to go too much into predictions, but I, I'm not going to say it's video game. I think that's too... Because I feel like it's been done so much. Right. I hope it's not. Yeah. Let's hope it's not a video game. It could be... Because um, I, I, I think I mentioned that with the whole mm-hmm. Boston shooting. And, you yes. know, a lot of times, uh, police shows they have a tendency to pull from the headlines. Get ideas from... So I'm thinking right. they could have just done a mixed match of the Boston shooting and some video game violence, throwing it together. I to- yeah. That, in a pot. Shook that could it up. be it. Yeah. Or we're going to find out that it has to do with them just... You know, like a family, like a deeper family or issue. The doctor, or the doctor, so yeah, orchestrated the whole thing. Okay, I'm getting too far, but yeah, maybe it's a possibility. Well, we're gonna it's put a pin in that, yeah. and we're gonna talk about that in right. So they have this conversation, shooter yeah. one and shooter two, and they split up. We don't notice them that they split up, but they do because at the next scene we see Dustin Maker with a hostage, mm-hmm. and Terry has him and is like. In the grave or <laughs> what is it? In the grave or in the ground? Or? On the ground or in the grave. Yeah, one of those two. And then he turns the gun on himself and has no bullets. Yeah, he says both. Mm-hmm. He was ready to kill himself. He was ready to kill himself. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Turns the gun on himself completely. 
That's no the more worst. bullets. That's like the worst villain to go against. Because right. they literally don't care. They're trying to get you and them. So you can't yeah. you can't you threaten can't them with yeah. like, hey, I'll shoot you. Like, all right. But I loved that there was no bullet in the Yeah, gun. I know. I was not expecting that. Hey, I know subtlety is the word here. Yes. But the all the, I saw a lot of nuances in this episode that I didn't expect to see. Like the gut, the I've never seen that before. Yeah. He was gonna kill himself and it popped. Like I, it, you didn't expect that. Totally. I didn't expect the the, the well first the shooting in the the bus, mm-hmm. but the the driver. Yeah. I didn't expect the cell phones. The cell phones. Yeah, really. They did a really, really good job cool of like twists that we to- normally don't get. I mean, for a first episode, they really they hit it out of the park. Right I really thought they did a good the job. Yeah. yeah. So he he runs out of bullets, which was. Absolutely crazy because I, at that point I was like, all right, he's gonna kill himself, and then the story is just gonna be following the other one. Because yeah. as as we all know, murder in the first is one story, one murder, or one crime that we are following the whole season. So at that point I was like, all right, he's gonna die, and then we just follow one. But he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. They shoot him and they handcuff him. So and this Finally. hostage that he has survives. Yes. So luckily he doesn't kill anybody else. And Alfie, so shooter number two, mm-hmm. is somewhere. We're not entirely sure, and they're on the lookout for him. He ends up shooting uh Jim Kodo, who is the captain for them, and not not fatally, but shoots yeah. him in the leg, and they don't know where it came from, but he's around. He is around somewhere, and he actually is able to escape. Uh, Alfie Rentman is played by Jimmy Bennett. And the only reason I don't know who's playing Dustin Maker is because he wasn't on IMBD, but I tried. Uh, but Dustin well, Maker. Get those credits up. Get oh, those credits up. <laughs> get those credits up. You better put this on there, man. Right? I know. But Alfie Rentman is played by Jimmy Bennett, who we're going to see yes. the rest of the way. So at this, we're starting to find out a little bit of information on the shooters. That Alfie Rentman is a rich kid with no social media. It's like he doesn't exist. Uh, and Stiletti, who, or Stiletti, excuse me, who is the DA, goes and gets a search warrant so that they can look at these boys' homes. Yes. And, uh, it's a little weird because Dustin Maker's parents are like nowhere to be found. They just, they have no idea. And Alfie Rentman's parents, actually, we do get to meet at the precinct. Huh. Huh. They showed up. They showed up huh. at the precinct thinking yeah. that Alfie was an innocent kid. They knew. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say they knew, but you saw the point where their shoes talking like, I don't, I, my son's not like that. How is he? And then the moment, the more and more they spoke about it, she does your favorite scene. That my favorite. I was just about to say, <laughs> I was so mad about that scene. <laughs> so they're in the precinct, mm-hmm. and Hildy and Terry are with them, and it's. His parents, both of his parents. And the mom is like, this, my son, what are you saying? This isn't my son. And then. What do you mean? Explain it to me. Explain. Say it again. Yeah. Slower. Slower. She's, hello. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she like loses it and I put it in air quotes because that's really, that was what you guys wanted to show. You guys had shown us such good shots and then she kind of loses it and like hits her husband, but in such a half-assed way. It was so fake. It didn't, I did not believe it one bit. I was super disappointed, and I hated that scene. I wrote it right here. <laughs> Rentman's parents' scene was awful. Could it be that everything else was so extreme in this episode that no matter how she attacked her, it was always going to seem smaller? You know what I mean? Like, you just went from huge gun battles, children being killed, and then, you know, she's like, ah, it's always going to, you know, could it be just in comparison? It I looked- just, there's, no, it's like, if you lose it, you lose it. That was like, I'm going to. 
kind of lose it, but I'm going to hold back. At that point, if you lose it, you lose it. And the way she, like, smacked him, I was like, okay, this is just a joke. And then she slapped, she slapped the, the And inspector. then she slapped the... Yeah, she slapped the inspector. It was such a joke. I was not a fan of that scene. But then we separate the parents. Terry takes the, the mom, and Hildy deals with the dad, who is a neuroscientist, and says that he's kind of given his son a diagnosis. Diagnosis. Thank you. That's the word. A Mm -hmm. diagnostical uh, uh, diagnosis. I'm trying to sound smarter than I really am (laughs) and it didn't work out. Uh, I'll learn to speak English later. But (laughs) yeah, he he says that he kind of knows what's wrong with his son. There's more to the meets the eye with this guy. There's more to the meets the eye. A hundred percent. Because the mom's, no, the dad says he's a sociopath. But the mom has like a different I feel like the mom has like a different interpretation of her son versus the dad. Like when they separated them, it was like y'all y'all living in the same roof because yeah. it doesn't seem like it. I th- under her impression, he is very he's only scientific. He's only very uh, logical. There's mm-hmm. no emotion. There's no, he's not very fatherly. He's not warm at all. And I think that's what it is. And he completely looks at him like a patient. It's like how are you today? Eight o'clock. You know, he's very <laughs> thorough. And you could see when he was talking about his, his son, he there was no. As a father, you just found out your father's a mass yeah. murderer. And he's like, hey, he's a sociopath. He's always been that way. Like, he's not even, there's no remorse. There's no, oh, my God, my son, what did I do wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Just full on. Oh, yeah, I diagnosed him before. He's crazy. Hey, he's dangerous. Looks like he killed people. I knew this was going to happen because I'm a great doctor. And yeah. I said it before. Oh, I know, because um, he says, like, he's a bad guy. And I'm quoting, yeah. quoting Hildy, who says, Dr. Rentman. No shit. That was, that was Literally, that's what she yeah. told him. TNT. It, they don't care. They, they, they don't care. But that's what she said because <laughs> he was telling her that his son was not the, not the sharpest crayon or not the most sane person. And it was just like, no, duh. And, and when, he, when she said, has he been diagnosed? Instead of saying, yeah, it's me. I'm a doctor. He goes, hold on. He gives her a card. Yes. Let's her read it. And yes. it's like, this is you. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm the best in the world at this. Like, yeah. It's like, come on, man. Up until right now, when you were describing him, I like... I mean, not to go, we'll talk about predictions, but when I was watching that, I was like, he has to be in on it. And now what you just said makes me question whether I'm right about that. Because now maybe, you're right, maybe he's just like that. Like, yeah. he's just a doctor and he has no... Or maybe he triggered something. Maybe he was so analytical with him that he kept asking his son certain questions and it just, he made him question life. Because if he's a sociopath, he doesn't look at things the same as you and I. Right, that's so maybe true. he made him question his viewpoint of the world. And he said, yeah. huh, let me go get this gun and... <laughs> Thin the herd. Oh man! Sorry, that was kind of ruth. That was kind of ru- uh, ruthless. My bad. I didn't mean to say it. No, like that. But no, yeah, but it's true. Know? That's true. But it's it's, a, it's and you're probably right. We're gonna find out. I mean, it's only episode one. We are gonna find out how his father and him how their relationship is because that has a lot to do with probably what he did. I'm, I just want to know what the plan was. Right. I'm very the curious plan. to see what how like how the because everything was so. I can't wait till they go back. And how the whole plan was, how they got to the bus, what was the plan from the get-go before the bus left. I'm very, I really want to know that. I'm very curious about that. But speaking of plans, we kind of got a little bit more of Alfie's plan because they went to talk to Dustin Maker in at the hospital. Yes. Because he, remember, he was shot, but he didn't die. So uh, they go talk to him and they tell him, they decide to tell him that Alfie is dead. Mm-hmm. Which I found it so, I'm, I'm glad that it worked out this way because... 
Terry and Hildy were not together at this moment. Hildy was dealing with her daughter. Because once again, baby daddy. we are back with the deadbeat baby daddy, Mike, who is drunk in Vegas. It's literally like nothing changed from season one for her. <laughs> Poor girl. Her daughter, Louise, was left at the school. was supposed to be picked up by Mike. Didn't get picked up. Hildy couldn't go because of the shooting, if, in case you forgot about that. Yeah. The whole battle going on. So she couldn't go pick her up. So they weren't together. But Terry is by himself with Dustin and says, Elfie's dead. Then they kind of switch spots and Hildy goes to talk to him because Terry goes to look for the other shooter, Alfie. And then he's like, he says something about Alfie and I was like, oh, she's going to say that he is in the run or not that he's dead or something. But luckily she also is like, yeah, he's dead. But. That, that's that's another good thing. Like we said before, this that's like the little subtle things. Subtle put. things, yeah. Like he, there's no over explaining. In any other cop show, he probably would have gone up to him like, "Hey, listen, I said he's dead. You say he's dead." Yeah. Like, they've been working. They've worked together for a long time. Yes, I love that you said that because from even from season one, one of the things that I liked the most about the show was their chemistry, their relationship. And you're right because that's their that is their relationship. Yeah. The, you they don't have to tell each other that you know even. Because, you know, remember they had a little flame. Yeah, like a slight. Well. And she did say in this episode she's swearing off men. Maybe not Terry later. Yeah. Because they didn't, they, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it for them getting back together anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, so Spe- Dustin. I was going to say, speaking of that, uh, Tate Diggs was really cool this episode. He played, always. He played really, like, the whole, uh, the whole. Why do you think I watched inspector. the show? He was really awesome this episode. I'm a big <laughs> Tate Diggs fan. That guy, Me he too. Really- yeah. Mm. And Kathleen has grown on me, who plays Hildy. Yes. Uh, but I agree. Tay Diggs is, did a wonderful job. I'm glad that mo- the entire cast came back. Like, all the detectives. Like, that entire precinct was, oh, all familiar faces. I love that. But going back to the hospital scene where Dustin tells Hildy that... Alfie was headed to a concert. Because at this point, they have a picture of him because he got in a taxi. Alfie... Catches a taxi. We don't know where he's going. And the big gun just hanging out the hey, side. Right? And then the taxi picks him up. I mean, like, all right. All right. Well. I was kind of I was kind of afraid that he was going to shoot the me cab too. driver. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad. Well, maybe, right? Yeah. Or maybe he did. And we just don't know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's not. does he have money for the fare? Right? I know. Well, maybe he did. He, he's a rich boy. Remember, he, he is, is a, a rich boy, boy. So he probably does have money. But he does get picked up. And they get a picture of him in the taxi sent to them. So they kind of know where he's headed. Terry goes to handle that. Yes. And that's why Hildy stays to talk to Dustin and then after has to go pick up Louise. But Dustin tells her that he was going, he says like, I told him not to go to that concert. Yeah. And she's like, what? What concert? And he's like, I thought he was dead. Why do you care? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ugh. Well, they figured it out. They did because of the location. Luckily, they kind of knew where he was. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't go in a direction of like, oh, I was so close to getting the whole information, but I don't get it. Which warehouse? Which party? Yeah. Like, come on, you guys could figure it out. They, and they did. they did. It was an underground party with invite only. With their lady, with their uh, clone of Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady, I was like, what? Yeah, they're Lady Gaga clone. Uh, and they go, they go find this place, Mm -hmm. but they're fully equipped with like what, 20 of them? Yeah. 30 of them? Like, they were just ready to go. I know. What did I say when that soup, right before they go into the club, it looked like a Michael Jackson video, didn't it? Did? It? They were just all, yeah. It looked like beat it. it like, they're all beat going it. I in. agree. It looked like it, looked like it was going to be a dance battle right there. Oh, so man, that was a good around. segue. Well, hey, one that. more time, let's talk about it. No. But <laughs> dance it, battle, America. <laughs> <laughs> but it did look like that was going to happen. Like, they just all, as soon as Tay comes out, he has, like, his whole troop of guys, and they're just walking yeah. the, from the, the cameras paneling up. Like, okay. Yeah. It was a really... 
Really good shot. It's going down. It was going down. They it was going down. No, so, yeah. We should have used that song. <laughs> so many songs that we could have used, yeah. and now we're thinking about it. Ugh. Well, episode two, we'll, we'll mm. do better. We'll do better. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. So the group goes to the concert, uh, and t- they go inside. So, but they've kind of all spread out, which I also found funny that they're around all these people and they just have these big old guns and nobody's saying anything to them. high on Molly or ecstasy or something. That is very true. I forgot about that. And liquor. And liquor. I forgot about But you know what I mean? Like if I was at a party and I saw like all these cops with these big guns, like I would be like, should I not be here? Yeah. Should I... Should I go? You'd be the only sober one. I mm, Neon lights, black light, uh, everything's closed. Everyone's paying attention to the singer. Probably just everyone's popping something. I have no idea with that. Me, me, hey, me neither. Like, so I'd me be neither. right. I would be the sober one. And been like, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I have no idea. But yeah. I would assume you're right that I wouldn't even care. And yeah. I would have noticed those guns. Anywho, so they're all kind of split, <laughs> yeah. or, split throughout the concert underground. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we got a, our own version of Lady Gaga doing her thing on yes. Get the stage. Wolverine claws on. Yeah. What kind of Lady Gaga is this? Yeah, it was like Lady Gaga mixed with Wolverine mixed with uh, like a Madonna because of the hair. It was like the, yes, yes. the ponytail. It was like mutant Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga joining the X-Men. Um, hope Lady Gaga's not listening to us right now. Uh, well, hey, she probably <laughs> it, took that as a compliment. It, right? That's true. Get, should, maybe I should we're join the X-Men. Some, <laughs> we're going to see her with some Wolverine claws yeah. really soon. Uh, and they are looking for Alfie. So we don't know where he's at. And I find it interesting that, like, well, I guess you do know what he looks like, but it's like, it's dark. How could you really find somebody? That's another thing I was thinking as this scene was going around. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you've, he has no social media. So that means that the picture you have is this picture that they sent you from the That's cab. True. That's very true. Possibly a picture that may be from the house. Mm-hmm. But you really don't know what this guy looks like. And I thought it was quite interesting how dark it was. A lot of blue lights and all that good stuff. Terry sees him. But of course... He sees Terry. So, Alfie goes to the stage. Yes. And takes Gaga hostage. For like a minute. Like 30 seconds. That threw me off. I thought, they didn't get that part. Me neither. He took her. mm -hmm. He said, what did he say? He said, I I wanted to do this for a long time. Yeah, I wanted to do this for a long time. And she's like, "Uh uh-oh, or whatever she says. limp dick. Something, something, limp dick. Get off my stage, limp dick. Yeah, and she shoes him off. And he just, oh, okay, I'm going to go. Like, dude. Are you the same guy that just shot everybody? I know. Everybody? You just killed everyone in a bus. And you don't want to do this? I'm super confused. At least kill the Lady Gaga knockoff. Right? I know, but you're right. It was weird. It was a total yeah. weird hostage situation that didn't last very long, no. and it didn't even seem like she had to try very hard to shake him off, but she shakes him off. Yeah. And then he goes, like, through the stage and, like, underground. Terry's still following him. And the first thing that comes to my mind when he did this, it kind of looked like... A first-person shooter, the same way that he, um, the, the shooter gets got influenced by these games. Mm-hmm. But there's a point where you're yes. looking through the, the, the goggles of the, of the uh-huh. camera, and when he was looking down down the hallway, yeah, it very much seemed like a first-person shooter, and that's the first thing that came to me. I was like, oh, okay. I, I was curious. I wondered if they're going to go in that direction. I didn't even think of that, but you're right yeah. because he finds like stairs that mm-hmm. lead to a tunnel, and he is just kind of like, I'm going to go in. He goes in and. He, it's, it's dark, a lot of graffiti, a lot of stuff, and he trips. You think he has like a light on him. You think it's Alfie about to shoot him. It's not. It's another fellow detective. Emmanuel Shriekri. Yes. She's so fun. I was going to say, you love her. I love you me some Emmanuel Shriekri. Yes. Boy. Yeah, we love her. Mm. She, yeah, she's nice to look at also. I agree. Her name yes. is Rafi in the show. And then. Rafi, more Rafi. They hear on their walkies that. There's like a shooter 
but they're headed that way and then the episode ends ends yes and that's it so we know we're gonna be following Alfie Good. and that's a little cliffhanger a little cli- which uh, we like we, I'm all for cliffhangers Let's do, yeah I'm all for cliffhangers you gave us a lot of information a lot of action it was like a mini movie mini movie it really did like a yeah. lot happened in this one episode I'm not mad I'm, they really yeah they really set it off for me I was like you know what I can't wait for next week and this next week's previews weren't that they didn't give us a lot. We just know even that. Even better. Yeah, even, I agree. So we don't know anything much about next week, but we, let's go into predictions. Yes. Steven, that was right on cue. Oh, no. you're after Buzz TV. Well done, Steven. Predictions. Do you want to go first? Okay. Let's go. I guess, okay, I'm going to keep it basic. I think that something, there's more with the father. I think the father. 100%. Probably set him up. Probably somehow orchestrated this plan. He didn't like make them do it, but he did something that made him like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to start this plan off. Mm-hmm. I think the father maybe edged him in the way. Okay. Maybe the father said, you either have to do something or don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that the sociopathic son took that as a cube. Like, okay, I'm going to do a mass murder. So I'm going to go with that. I totally agree with you. I, I want to say that the father is somehow involved. I don't know if he orchestrated it, but I do think he knows. Yeah. And he's just kind of sitting back because he's like, that's my son. What do you want me to do? That's his personality. That's who he is. What if he sets this up so that it looks so it makes him look like a better doctor because he diagnosed this before his his son ever went crazy. And the wife is the reason that he never got admitted to anything because maybe he's going to use her as an excuse to prevent it. I don't know. The wife, reached, yeah, the no. wife and him were not, not having it, but yeah. I totally agree that the dad has something to do with it. I also think that this missing detective story, Sarah Tran, who like we got five seconds of a story that has to come back because the husband comes in, the husband comes in for like 10 seconds and is like, where's my wife? Yeah. Um, all right, we're putting a pin in that cause we're trying to find this mass murderer, yeah. but we'll get back to you. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're going to see more of that. I'm assuming. Right? Yeah. I mean, anything else you want to add? Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on. I wasn't on this this uh, panel last season. I'm here this time. I'm very excited. The epic first episode was awesome. And where can they find you? Where can they talk to you? On Twitter and Instagram at Michael underscore Drew. Michael E-A-L. Awesome. And I'm so happy to have you here hey. sitting across from me to discuss Thank the rest you. of the season. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monsi Bolanos. M-O-N-S-E-B-O-L-A-N-O-S. We already have booked guests for the season that are going to come talk to us so be sure to rate us five stars tweet us comment go do the survey podcast one go do the dance battle america abc's newest dance competition do it all tweet us we'll see you guys next week thanks for joining from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire afterbuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the afterbuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 